Hey, yo. Um, let's hear that again. Ooh, yay! Uh, it's the uh, 10,000 Insos Project podcast. A podcast about a dude who hopefully you'll never actually know who he is, which is me. Um, uh, it's me. Failing at life and trying to change it. Trying to, um, you know, I think there's no, sorry, I'm making mouth noises. I just ate some nuts and, you know, they're like, um, some almonds. Uh, and they're stuck in my teeth a little bit. Sorry, probably sounds gross. Um, yeah, it's a podcast about me, a dude who was really doing really doing pretty good in life. And then everything kind of got fucked up. And, uh, this is me trying to fix it by doing an art project that no one seems to be know that I'm doing part of part part of it's because, um, I'm still growing following. I think there's one subscriber now and I know who they are. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, trying to do an art project to turn around a lot of things. Um, hey, I've been a creative person all my life. I actually think it's a coping mechanism. Um, instead of dealing with reality, I just create things in my head, off off uh, in the clouds, a dreamer, if you will. Um, always looking at things and then imagining something better that I feel like I need to make. Even if that thing that is better is like, you know, a really sad song or something. I think that shit's important. I mean, I I think music is the only reason I'm still alive. I feel compelled. And and yet, at the same time, I feel very much like uh, Bukowski before he started really writing books hard. I feel like... um, this is a story that Chris Ryan says uh, on the um, podcast, uh, Tangentially Speaking with Christopher Ryan, uh, author of Sex Before Dawn and Civilized Death. Uh, he has a story about some guy he knew that was um, always talked about writing, about being a writer, but what, never was writing shit. He was a writer that doesn't write. Sounds like some kind of Woody Allen character. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm trying to change all that. Um, I have spent huge amounts of money. I have all this equipment in my house. I have all these ideas. I come up with new ones every day, which is a problem. Because before I finish one thing, I come up with more ideas. It's like, um, it's a real problem. I, I, I don't have enough time to do all of them. And I procrastinate. I do all kind of stuff. I, I uh, get distracted. I'm so ADD. Um, and, you know, most of the time I just fight with things in my head. Like whether or not my ideas are good or whether or not anybody will ever like them or if I can ever, you know, everything. Everything. Just uh, constantly in a battle in my own head. It's not great. Um, I always assume I'm going to fail. Um, I got a lot of things going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday I didn't make a podcast. I didn't achieve fuck all yesterday. I'm about to go to the gym. I have to go to the gym. I haven't been to the gym in a while, partially because I was working out of state. Uh, 
some kind of death march in Maryland job that in in all actuality I probably didn't make hardly shit money when you had hotel costs that I still haven't got paid for. Um, and uh, food and uh, gas and um, you know uh, and yet uh, that company still hasn't paid me so I am set to be overdraft today um, pretty sure uh, I'm going to go negative with no nothing no savings no room on the credit cards just straight up f- fucked waiting for a a paycheck, a shit paycheck. Um, That's where I'm at. Uh, Also, (laughs) big news. Um, Yeah, I guess it's hoovering time, if you're familiar with the lingo of people with personality disorders. Um, If you've been following along, uh, I married someone who has um, diagnosed with uh, borderline personality disorder, at some point in time, I was uh, diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder as well as affective disorder, uh, PTSD, ADD, and uh, dyslexia. But the dyslexia only really comes around when you're writing something that she doesn't like. And then all of a sudden, she just just damn near illiterate. <laughs> just unable to read. Um, it's like my grand. I, I used to have a grandma. I actually had a few grandparents, and one of them it was their eyesight, another one it was their hearing. Yeah, they could I could hear you in the next room, talking about something like you know, hey, I think Grandma's taking too many of her pills again. You know, the the or the um, painkillers. I think she's taking too. She she could hear that, but if you were like, hey, Grandma, uh, you can't do that with your disposable diapers. They don't. You can't put them in the washing machine. She could. She's like, I can't hear you. Why? I I don't understand the English very well. I you know I speak Polish or whatever. All of a sudden, the language there's a language barrier. Her, just talk a little louder. I can't hear you. Well, yeah, my my wife becomes um you know just uh unfunctionably uh, dyslexic <laughs> when uh I had a grandpa who could who could read the clock from across the wall. But if he was not happy about something, he's like, who, who is that? I can't even see you. Who? What are, you, what are you doing? Oh, I couldn't see that. That's what the problem was. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very convenient. Well, uh, this is the month uh, that I'm maybe legally um, allowed to divorce my wife. So um, I know it was my birthday the other day. Um, I always get really unhappy about my birthday every year because... It's just a reminder that I'm older, I have less life left, and I've wasted so much of it, and I'm not happy where I am. Even in the best of times, even when I'm really doing good, I'm like, oh, God damn it, and a whole another year's passed, and I'm still not where I want to be. I'm sure a lot of you can, you know, can relate, especially those that don't have kids or a bunch of things like that. You know, there's a lot of people that just have resigned themselves. They had kids and now their life's about their kids. It took the responsibility off themselves. And then they can have this crazy optimism that, Oh, their kids are going to live the life they wanted to. Their kids are going to turn out all right after generations and generations of fucking, fucking failure shit shows. 
Um, they don't have to worry about their life anymore because they just have to like get their get the kid through college or whatever the fuck, and and, and that's going to be good. They don't have to worry about them anymore. They don't have to like live their life anymore because um, they got kids now. You know, it's like the other things, like you know, uh, this life sucks, but uh, there's always the afterlife, and you're you're working towards that. That just takes the responsibility off of the here and the now and personal responsibility. You can just be like, oh, you know, I fucked up, but Jesus said it's okay and I'm going to go to heaven. So there we go. I didn't become an architect, but, uh, my, you know, I'm going to work in this shit factory and my kids are going to live the, this, uh, this life that my parents thought that I would. And I disappointed the shit out of them. Uh yeah, today's just a day of optimism in this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's my birthday the other day. Um, after weeks of no, 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 you know, just ghosting. After months of just avoidance, um, my wife was the first one to say happy birthday and tell me how wonderful person I am, how sweet and generous and committed and uh how i deserve the best in 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 life um you know mhm uh you know i'm i'm never again uh well me i shouldn't say never i should say until some things change until um i get on uh, get get some distance between where i am now and um I'm, I no longer can take people at face value, which is kind of sad because I used to, I used to take people like I'm an honest person. I talk very, I'm very honest. Um, I, I'm a, a normally pretty nice person, but I, I, I know from, from various people in my life that when I say things that are real and honest and are not what people want to hear. Um, sometimes I can say things that cut into them and stick into them like a barb that they will remember that phrase for years into the future. And I got a few friends that are similar to me that, um, are the same. I can remember things they told me 12 years ago and it still sticks in my mind and I can still be like, you know, they were right. They weren't completely right, but they were right. And it sticks in your head. Um, I know uh, one person in my life, um, I one time said that they were too corporate. Um, and it's still, I just said it, you know, off the cuff. It still is a thing they bring up periodically. Because it just really hit a nerve. Well, I'm that guy. What, whatever. I don't know why I'm talking about that. Anyways, um, what I, I go back a little bit. Um, I never am going to take some people, especially in romantic situations, ever again, I don't think, and completely uh, like I, there's going to be a double translation, maybe, maybe more than a double translation, considering I keep uh, chasing Latinas. Uh, there's going to be the translation from Spanish to English. Um, and then there's in my head, which, you know, it's funny cause like, uh, I'm, I'm shitty at English. Like, I'm like, Hey, you know, that thing with the, the, the stuff, you know, the thing. And I can't, I can't find the words. There's a little spinning gear in my brain and it's like loading, loading, loading. Um, <laughs> I gotta do that. 
then I have to do it through Spanish, and there's like multiple more gears. Um, and then the other, the main, the more important thing, because English and Spanish, you know, you, you can work that out. There's the the whole. This is much more complex and takes a lot more brain uh, computing power. Um, and that is now whether someone says something really nice to me or something really shitty to me, I have to pause, not react, and like quadruple translate that. Wherein it's like okay. This person wished me a happy birthday. The first one said something really nice to me. This is the same person who has said some of the cruelest shit anybody's ever said to me in my life. Um, so now I have to like double translate that. Like, I've read a lot about their psychology. And now I know that these people exist. I don't, I didn't really understand there's people like this that exist. And you know, I tell people things and, you know, it's like that whole, like, you know, I used to hear stories about like how some person finds out that their spouse has leading double life and has a whole nother secret family and they don't know about each other. And somehow this has been going on for for uh, a long time and they're shocked. Except for everybody else is like, I, I would, that never would have happened to me. I, I'm too smart for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you in your naivete. Um... I'm not stupid, uh, intellectually or emotionally. And I found myself in a situation where it's like, um, I don't, I don't even know. I'm confused as hell. I have to like double and triple overthink things now because now I know the psychology of a person where maybe, maybe they genuinely wanted to wish me a happy birthday. And that's nice. But it's also coming from someone who has told me they hate me and has shown complete contempt. Um, and both of those things might have been true in those moments or neither of them were true ever. I don't know. Um, and part of me, as soon as I saw that in the morning, I was like, Oh God, I know well enough now that that happy birthday, and this is fucking sinister and sick sounding probably to you. And it's not me. It's not me, bro. I had to learn all this. Um, it might be just because they knew it was my birthday. They've ruined multiple other birthdays. And maybe this was their way of ruining this birthday was to be the first one to start my day out telling me how much I'm special or whatever, just so that they could like claim my day. They knew that they could get them in my head rent free for the day they knew that they could take a power play control thing and maybe they just wanted to see if they still had access they wanted to see if they could still get a reaction they want to feel that out and you know it's funny because from what i've read you know sociopaths psychopaths they um they're conscious of what they're doing like, they, you know, inside their head, they might see a person that has a thing, whether it's money or a nice ass or something. And they go, I'm going to manipulate that person to get something I want. I'm going to, like, build that person up to get trust, and then I'm going to get something from them. They consciously do that. People with these, um, like, borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, 
are doing it completely unconscious. They're not even necessarily, they're, they're not self-aware. And they're sure as shit not aware of other people's thoughts and feelings. Oh, they're completely blind to that. They can't see that. It, it's like they're colorblind. They can't see the difference between purple and um, blue or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm not colorblind. I don't, uh, you know, I'm, uh, maybe that analogy is not quite right. But you, you know what I'm saying? They're completely blind to other people's thoughts and emotions to some extent. You know, everybody's on a spectrum, you know, uh, with these things. But to some extent, they completely can't see. A lot of them can't see or understand. They can guess. They might be able to have what is called cognitive empathy, where they can logically, they see someone crying, they go, that person is sad. But, like, they can't, like, a lot of them can't empathize and can't actually, like, put themselves in the other person's shoes because they can't even put themselves in their own shoes. Um, it's weird. The more I learn about this, these cluster B personality disorder issues, um, the more it's just wild. Some of these people are working on a fundamentally different spectrum frequency, blah, 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 however you want to say, phrase that. Um, they're not even working with the same pack of crayons. Uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I got the 72 pack because I was an artiste. Uh, you know, you had all these different colors. You know, you got the blue green and the green blue and the lavender and burnt Sierra. I remember that was a interesting orange color. Um, orangish, brownish, rustish. Some of these people with uh, cluster B personality disorders are just working with the um, like kid pack or the all neon colors pack. Um, yeah, and they're they're kind of blind to your your stuff. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's my birthday. Someone started out <laughs> so fucked up. Someone can kind of fuck up your day by. Um, throwing at you how, how nice and wonderful you are, but you know, they haven't talked to you in like a month or so, two. And they just completely ignored you for a long time, but just wanted to say hello for your birthday. And it's like, wow. Then I have to think, was is, is that a genuine one? Or is that just like a sinister, fucking manipulative, um, quasi-evil? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And I, 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 I'll never know. Anyways, yeah, I guess it's hoovering time. You know, it's like these. It's like it's like now that I've read so much about um, the the psychology. Um, it's like she's playing a script. She's playing a part in a script, and she's doing it perfectly. Um, it's hoovering time apparently, because now she's um telling me how she's been talking to her therapist and um. She's trying to make better choices in life, and um, uh, she's learning the things she hated about me were actually things about her, and blah, 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 and she can't sleep at night because she dreams about me every night, and uh, she wishes she could be the person I need, or want, or whatever. And, uh, blah, 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 blah. And again, um, it matches up, matches up both in timing 
because normally these people will go and uh, leave you for someone else, something new and shiny, somebody easier that doesn't know them, so they have a uh, clean slate. They can start over fresh and go live some perfect life and then, you know, um, give it a few months and that shit's going to implode. So then they got to see, can they come back to the other one? Because they can't be alone. And I hold the keys to a whole bunch of things. Citizenship. Um, I was uh, what they call grade A supply for a long time. So now, um, you know, she probably blew up something with somebody else. And now she's like, uh, I dream about you every night. Where where was that happening about, you know, in the last three months? Well, I was just fucking, you know, dying <laughs> inside. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, what's this have to do with the Insos project? This is me trying to do an art project, and life just is always there. And you're probably thinking, why are you such a fuck-up? I don't know. Am I a fuck-up? Or am I just dealing the best with what there is going on? You know, I... You can blame me for getting in a relationship with a person um, with a serious mental illness. Um, But, from what I read, these people are so good at convincing other people of blah, 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 that many times they'll go to therapists and have their therapist convinced that... They're not the one with the problem. It's everybody else. It's the world. It's They're a victim of, of circumstance. And it's not them fucking throwing a grenade into their own bunker. Um, yeah. So you can think, I, you, I would never get in that situation. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't. You know, they, they say these people with the, the personality disorders... They don't seek gullible people. They don't seek stupid people. They don't seek uh, weak people. They seek people that are strong and, and are very generous, very loving, very loyal, very good-hearted, very dependable people because they need that. They don't They don't need a weak, stupid person because many times they are the weak, stupid person. They're looking for someone to save them. Or something, somebody that can give them what they can't give themselves. For one, for one, just a stable connection to reality because they don't have it. Um, so you know, bonus points to me, I guess. <laughs> don't think I'm stupid. I'm not. I'm not as dumb as I sound. I'm not saying I'm good, but uh, not as dumb as I sound. <laughs> Sometimes. So, yeah, ensos. Ensos. Uh, this podcast is about me doing ensos and whatever else is coming up because, like, uh, this stuff keeps fucking, fucking me up. I mean, yes, I should just focus completely on ensos, even though I think this is personally, this project's going to, at least the Kickstarter is going to fail. I don't think, I don't think the project will fail in, in, in total. Uh, in Toros, but uh, the Kickstarter's probably gonna fail because I have like fucking like five. Sorry if that was too loud, the fart sound. Uh, I have like you know five people listening to this podcast. I got like you know just a handful of people that have uh, followed my Instagram. Uh, 
I'm going to launch it soon just to get it going, get it out of the way. It's probably going to fail in terms of, you know, you need Kickstarter to, you need, you need the whole shebang. You can't do it. Uh, I think Indiegogo will let you do a project where how much funding is how much funding you get. Um, this is probably destined to fail. The Kickstarter is probably destined to fail. My plan B is um, just sell them on eBay. And when they sell, they sell. If they don't sell, you know, they'll sit in the corner and I'll be broke. But if, and this Kickstarter, again, it's not for all 10,000 insos. That would be insane. I'm doing a slightly less insane, the first 1,000 insos. Uh, I got stacks of them I've already made. Uh, I don't know how many I've made, but I'm numbering them. Each one's numbered. Each one's different, like a snowflake. Uh, I've even invented, or maybe I didn't invent. I'm sure somebody else came up with the idea. I came up with what is what I call the infinitenso, or infinenso, infinenso, uh, which is like um, uh, the the love child of an infinity sign and an enso. Basically, an infinity sign, but kind of you know done in the style of uh, an enso. The Japanese sumie. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I'm a dumb white guy. Is it wrong for me to do um, like Buddhist, a Buddhist art, art, art style, a Zen Buddhist art style? Um, I don't know. If I was making crosses and Christian shit, no one would give a fuck uh, if about the cultural ramifications of that. Even though I am not Middle Eastern, I am not Jewish, I am not. Middle Eastern in any way. I've never been to Israel. I've never been to Galilee. Uh, I don't speak Hebrew, Greek, uh, Aramaic, or Chaldean, which are the languages of the Bible. Um, I bet you didn't know about Chaldean, did you? Fucking illiterate heathens. Um, yeah, no one would give a shit if I did that, even though um, our Middle Easterners white. I don't know. Uh, who gives a shit about race in that aspect, in that context? You know, this, this, this podcast is going to be so rife for anybody who hates, who just wants to hate somebody. There's going to be so much, it's just gold, just hater gold. But, um, I don't know, waste your time hating because it's not like, um, it's not like it's going to really affect me. Um, I got nothing to lose, baby. I got nothing. I got $100,000 in debt. I got a wife who um, gets attacked by ghosts on the subway. And I don't believe in ghosts and she neither does she, depending on the day. Um, try to have a logical conversation with a person who um, gets attacked by ghosts on the subway. Um, go for it. See how well that works. Um, what else? What the fuck else? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to the gym today. I 
probably will spend more time today um, talking to my wife, who now says she can't sleep at night because all she can think about is me and dream about me. Um, yeah. Same, same girl two months ago when she was, or a month ago, two months ago, when she was very busy, too busy to reply to anything much, too busy to read the letters I wrote her, um, too dyslexic to read the letters I wrote her, even though I know she very much can use um, text-to-speech. I mentioned that, and then she stopped talking about being dyslexic. Because I knew she uses that anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, two months ago, I was like, you've broken my heart in ways no one ever has. And she uh, made no reply. I think she just put one of the, a dot, a single period reply. And that was it. But now... She can't sleep um, because, you know, she can't stop thinking about me. Who would have thought the odds about the the month of uh, of that I might legally be able to divorce her that she would um, have her quote unquote come to Jesus moment? Who would have saw that coming? What a coincidence! Even if I know what I should do, and if I do what I should do, and I make the smart decisions, and yada, 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 and I do what's best for me um, to protect myself. And it is a protection thing. It's not like like she's going to kill me or fucking beat my ass or little 100-pound ass. It's... What's possible in terms of emotional damage, even if I avoid all that and do the right thing for myself, do the right thing to protect myself financially in, in other ways. It doesn't mean it isn't like fucking a little torturous. I've been watching some, uh, Sam again, I'm, I'm, I'm just way off topic with the insos right now. I'm sorry. But uh, I don't, I, you know, I got to talk to somebody. I can't afford a therapist right now. What I really need is to um, pay for, but like I said, I'm, I'm overdraft today. Um, and who knows when I'm going to get paid. I have to get back on New Jersey unemployment. That's going to be like a week and a half. I am sin uh, dinero. Uh, ahora. Um, what was I saying? I don't, I fuck, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> sorry, I sound like Eeyore or something like that. Um, I'm going to go to the gym. It's going to help me get my head right. Um, I, I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying. Probably doesn't matter. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, distraction, um, ADD, um, topic jumping, um, Sam Vaknin, Vaknin. Uh, he's he's the guy who came up with uh, the term narcissistic abuse, uh, which is like emotional abuse. Narcissist, uh, uh, yeah. 
And I've been listening to him because I guess he's written many books and I think uh, maybe I'm off, but I think he actually is a person with uh, NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. Um, He's like, I guess one of the leading experts. He's, he's the guy who I guess invented the term no contact as a strategy to deal with um, when you have someone in your life that actually does have NPD or BPD for that matter. Um, I was watching one last night as I was going to sleep, uh, one of his videos, and he was talking about how, because um, everybody at this point in time, it's been a few months since my, my wife left, and everybody's like, ah, yeah, 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 you should just get over it. You should stop thinking about it. Just, just stop. Just, just quit that shit. It's not good, so just quit it. Simple. Done. Um, he was talking about the f- uh, stages of grief. And uh, he was talking about how that breaking up, whether it's in a romantic thing or, you know, if you go non- no contact with like a parent, sibling, child, friend, you know, good friend, is like if it's just some acquaintance who gives a shit. But, you know, anybody really deep in your personal life that has NPD or, you know, also BPD. Um, uh, it's, it's not a regular, especially in romantic terms, it's not a regular breakup. Cause a normal breakup is like, you go your way, they go their way. No matter who did the break, who did the dumping, whatnot. You're still you, they're still them. You go your separate paths. This is different because one person, there's a hollow fucking shell and the other person who put part of themselves in that other person. And he, I won't go into explain it. He explains it much better, but he's like, it's, it's part of you get, got, got amputated in this part process. Part of you is missing, gone. Um, it's a bigger kind of grief. He said it's, 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 it's more similar to grieving a death of a child and going through a divorce, even though I literally am going to be going through a divorce sooner or later. Um, but they said it's like it's like multiple different kind of traumatic experiences simultaneous. It's like uh, going through the grieving of someone who died. It's going through a divorce and something else. I forget what he said. But it's like multiple things at once. And yet the person's still alive. There's still a body walking around out there that has the name of the person that uh, you were involved with. Um, but to some extent, once you kind of get your moment of clarity, uh, it's like um, it's like a death. And the irony is, it's because basically. They died when they were like, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight years old. Part of them. And then they just kind of had fragments of personalities that they developed as a survival mechanism. And they made one custom made for you if you're like really close to them, like you. And it's a personality that they extracted from you. They became the yin to your yang. The yang to your yin. They invented a personality just for you. 
It's a shared fantasy is what one of the phrases he likes to use. You should check him out. He has some interesting things to say. Um, I mean, a lot of it's I still regard as like theory. Um, and it's hard to place if everything I read, everything I listen to podcast-wise, wise, what all actually applies. Because not everybody's the same. People are on spectrums. Um, it's hard to understand w- with the person which parts are the lie and which parts aren't, or if they're all lies, or if they're in in the moments they happen, like when the person tells you they hate you, and then another day that they love you. What was that actually like real in that moment? Uh, it's a lot, a lot of fucking head games. It's a lot of things to think about. Um. And people are like, well, why, why are you still letting it bother you? Well, it's kind of a big deal. I kind of spent a few years with this person. Pretty heavily invested. And uh, what do you want me to do? I'm doing the grieving part for the most part. I still need to get divorced. So it's still an, a thing. Like I, I can't completely go no contact until the divorce is over. And here she comes uh, with her little, I can't sleep without, you know, because I'm, all I can think about is you. Even if I know better, doesn't mean it doesn't affect me. Doesn't mean it doesn't, isn't like an emotional, whatever. You know what else I was thinking about? Um, I'm going to put up a playlist. I put up a, I, um... I just typed in this morning, you know, because it's, it's Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's like I can smell it in the air, you know. Um, like yesterday, I was like, I did, yeah, I don't know. Spidey sense was going off. And then here she is, this, you know, um, sending me all these messages. You know, I used to live in a house with like um, a bunch of roommates. And they, there's always changing roommates. But there was a few that kind of uh, were there for a while. You know, there'd be three roommates, then there'd be seven. But for a while, there was, um, it ended up being me and like um, three women. We were young. I was like 25, and they were like 21. Bunch of hot hippie chicks walked around naked half the time. Um, And yet, I didn't do anything with any of them. So sad. So much regret. Uh, I thought I was smart at the time. Anyways, um,. Uh, there was times I could just, it's just in the air. Something's, my spidey sense is going off. And then I'd hear one of them yell from downstairs and it would be that they'd all synced up minstrel cycle wise. And it was that time. It was the time where everything was my fault. And I could just, before it even happened, I could just kind of feel in the air. I'm not saying that I, you know, I don't believe in any kind of like psychic, bullshit or um, telepathy or any bullshit like that. But sometimes, I don't know, you can just kind of, you get a vibe. And yesterday, before she even started messaging me, I just, I started writing, rewriting my, I need, rewriting again the, give me an address so I can send the divorce papers letter, which would be the final letter. 
and I was writing that, and I hadn't touched that, and, and I hadn't touched that document in weeks. And then here she comes. You can say it's a coincidence. Sure, I can buy that. It's weird, though. It's really weird, though. Sometimes you just, something in the air, something in the water. The moons, <laughs> the moons have moved and aligned. You know, it's about that time. So anyways, um, I guess that's it. That's what's going on with me. Uh, I'm going to go to the gym now. Because I need to. Uh, I was so tired when I came back from the Maryland job I did. It was rough. It was rough, dude. Just cold rain on a beach. Dangerous. Super sleep deprived. Everybody was super sleep deprived. It was like, work 16 hours, then, oh, we need you back in like four hours because we got to do this because we got to do this stupid goddamn festival for uh, middle-aged white people to listen to shitty um, 90s radio hits. Uh, and yeah, you got people working above you that are obviously on some type of stimulant. Probably not prescribed at that. Um, you know, accidentally dropping bolts and carabiners and wrenches and whatnot. Uh, you know, a big fucking fat carabiner from like 50 feet in the air really hurts when it hits you on the arm, shoulder, or whatever. It's a shit job, dude. Still not paid. I'm going into overdraft today. Um, yeah, I was really tired when I came back. And then it was my birthday. Yay. Tried to go surfing. No waves, just cold and shivering. Um, I know this all just sounds negative and shitty. But I'm making this as a document of this is where I am. This is how shit actually goes down. Like all those motherfuckers, when you, when you watch a documentary about a writer, a songwriter, um, a painter, or whatever... You think, oh, wow, it's amazing. They're just really uh, a special, gifted person. Um, Because to some extent, it's just the fact that they keep trying and they keep fucking up. They fuck up a lot. Like, how long did Bukowski fuck up? I mean, you're probably thinking, oh, well, he was a terrible person. Sure, okay, fine. I'll agree to that. Goddamn awful person in, in, in many ways. Complete piece of shit. Um, did he not write some poems that are fucking just amazing? Yes. How long did it take for those to happen? How much shitty things had to happen? How many days did he waste? How many days were just... He was just an, just an absolute failure. I don't aspire to be Bukowski. Um, but what I'm, the point is... Uh, you pick whoever... Pick some of your favorite musicians. How long were they like just fucking shooting junk and uh, sleeping on couches and owing everybody money? Not that you have to be a real piece of shit to make anything worthwhile. That's not my point either. It's that like life is complicated. And out of this comes some art that, you know, um, 
inspires other people for well after the person, the mate is dead. I keep saying this, I keep bringing up like, you know, um, Billie Holiday, who's tattooed on my chest. Um, the point is, it's not how many times you fail and it's not how many, how much struggle goes into it to make the thing. But, and it's not necessary to struggle necessarily to make something. But it's not, the point is, it's not just like one day you just wake up and um, fucking you shit epiphanies and excellence and masterpieces. Not that I'm saying that I'm making a masterpiece. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm real special. It's not, I'm not saying that me making a bunch of ensos is going to, is something miraculous and mind, mind um, uh, blowing. Um, I'm doing the ensos because I need something simple, meditative, and I need something that I can monetize as dirty as that word is to me. That's a dirty, dirty word. I don't want to monetize shit. I don't want to be in this capitalistic fucking hell hellscape. Um, if they had like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, universal basic income. I'd be a busy guy. I'm not proving that really well right now, but I, I, I normally don't have like, um, Uh, no work, complete financial meltdown, implosion that I'm going to be paying off for a long time, especially if this Enso thing doesn't work at all. I'm going to be fucked for a long time. I can work Saturdays and Sundays and work in the morning, work at night, and I'm still, it's going to take me years to pay off this, what all the debt I'm accruing during this um, writer slash um, actor strike. Some of it's totally out of my control. And I've tried to work other things. I it's a weird situation. You know, it's a situation. I was locked into uh, living, paying bills, and yada yada on the level of me working my regular job that I've worked for the last uh, coming on eleven years. And then all of a sudden, just fell out. And there's no options. I like I could just move to another state. The actors actor strike was universal worldwide. I mean, I could go work for Nollywood or Bollywood for, um, you know, 10 cents a day or whatever, but I ain't going to pay the rent either for a New York apartment. And then it's also like, it's not gone forever. It's just gone for an indefinite period of time. So what do you want to do? Like pack up all my shit, sell everything and go live in a box, go into get cryogenically freezed until... The actors come back like I, I, I this whole time I've been just trying to spin spinning my wheels trying to figure out what to do. Um, so I don't know, you know, it's, that's I can honestly say that's not my fault. <laughs> and then you could blame me for marrying a person with a mental disorder. You can blame me. You can call me a dumbass. Okay, fine. I saw I saw there was issues before. I thought that um, I didn't understand it fully. And I thought love could conquer all because I'm that kind of super optimistic guy, as you can tell from my podcast podcast. I'm, I'm just a, a ball of uh, sunshine and, you know, what, love, light and yoga. <laughs> um, yeah. 
that was also not completely my fault. I still, my subconscious still is like, how the fuck did this end this way? Of course, it's not ended yet. I've been signing those divorce papers and paid out whatever the fuck I'm going to have to pay out. And I'm going to have to pay out something, even though i got a prenup. Lawyers already told me that's not going to save my ass. I'm still going to have to pay because I paid, because I paid, because I paid. Because I paid to get her here. I paid for the fucking visa. I paid for the lawyer to, to do all that. I paid for everything else. I paid for, paid for the plane tickets and the, this and then that and the yada, yada, yada. And now it's time for me to pay the final time to get me out of what I was paying for. Um, but yeah, besides whatever conversations I have with my soon-to-be ex-wife, I'm going to go to the gym today, and then I'm going to try to upload some stuff. Not more podcasts, but I had made some videos and stuff before I left for Maryland that I'm going to hopefully upload some of them today or finish some of them today. I have some half-finished ones, too. I have to look back and see what, what little details need to be added. And I need to start the Kickstarter. It's probably going to fail. Probably. Do it anyways. And maybe at the very least it'll give me some people that were like, oh, I, I liked some, and then I can just start selling one on eBay or something like that. Or one of you guys could send this to your friend that works at Vice or uh, anything and could spread the word that some delusional middle-aged dude in New York City is going to do an art project that will financially save himself. As well as if, you know, the first thousand of them aren't going to necessarily do this, but if I can, I don't know. We'll see. Um, overall, if I, the money I would make from selling all 10,000 insos, no matter how long that might take, might take me next 20 years, who knows? Um, If I can sell enough of them at a reasonable rate, like not money-wise, but I mean saying, saying like, you know, if I sell one per day forever, that's that's going to be one thing. But if I sell enough of them, I can spend some quality time making music, maybe doing a photography project, but mainly making music. I can spend more time on... My other podcast that I haven't made one for months now, the Mystic Natheist podcast. Um, but mainly, main goal is I have all this music equipment and I normally just work all the time to pay back the credit cards I bought this shit with. If I can pay all that shit off, if I can make enough money from insos, I can work um, on music projects and I have a bunch of them uh, that I would much be I'd be much happier to, to do I have to mentally get myself out of the rut I am currently in because this, this summer's been a real fucking whew, I thought I was really strong um, even six months ago this, this, is, whew, this is the next boss this next challenge once, when I get through this, I will go to the next level. Just like in video games, you know, you have the first first one's this, then it's this, and you, know, you kill that boss and you go to the next level. 
this was a boss I was not looking for. Looking for, didn't see coming. Here we are at the end of this level, and it's a real motherfucker. And I haven't killed it yet. I'm down, you know, a little thing up in the corner where it's like however many, you know, like a line goes from green and red starts taking over the line until you're just like, you're wasted, you're done, he's finished. Yeah, right now it's mainly red. But I know I'm not dead yet. I'll figure out some way to get out of this. Uh, it'll probably take some hero doses, talking to some therapists. Fuck ton of work to financially fix things. A fuck ton. But I'm not dead yet. My life is only half over. It's not over, over. Just only half over. Or, or a little more than half. If I make it to double the age I am now, I will be a lucky guy. We'll see. Who cares about that? That's, that's, that's still quite a ways out. So I, I should, I need to work on shit now. Whoever you are, whether you got kids, don't got kids, some serious shit's hit the fan, or it's not. Maybe you're just stuck in a complacent, boring goddamn life where it feels pretty empty and you're just kind of chugging along. Um, but nothing's really bad happening. Either way, whether you're down on knees, rock bottom, or you're just kind of stuck in a com in a, in a, in a comfortable spot that's um, not gratifying, not satisfying, not um, whatever you're at, or you're doing good. Where are you on that spectrum? It's all relative. You can do more better. If you work hard, intentionally toward a goal, not just working hard to work hard, but if you work hard towards something of value a little bit all the time, it'll add up and you'll have something, you know, worth a fuck. Yeah, the pyramids weren't built all at once. Someone had to drag that first stone. And then if the next day, if they didn't, that would have been it. There'd just be a rock. Just a biggish, a big-ass rock. It took another big-ass rock. And another big-ass rock. And another big-ass rock. Who knows how long it took. But it took all the rocks that there are there now to make those. This is dragged on. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, I haven't I haven't made made too many podcasts lately. I'm gonna go to the gym, and uh, we'll see from there. I gotta do that. I I haven't done it. I haven't went to the gym. I'm starving too. I'm trying to cut weight. I'm trying to cut weight. So I gained some when the wife left. I'm really good at gaining it. I don't have to lose much with 20 pounds, but uh, yeah, I know how to do it because I lost 140 pounds a few years ago. But uh, these days where you're cutting weight, you're just a miserable fucking grumpy motherfucker. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'll leave you with that. I'm going to put a link up to uh, a link 
Now, I don't know all these songs. I was listening to it. It was a Spotify-made um, playlist. has a whole bunch of um, uh, greatest hits. Greatest hits of my adult life. Um, it's the uh, Spotify made a mix. It's called the Dark Sad Mix. Um, but you know, you get power out of sometimes just, especially when I go to the gym, just listening to something and just feeling those feelings. It's, how, it's a good way to work through them. Take a little acid, maybe. You go to the gym, you press those weights hard, and you just kind of let the darkness flow through you. And you feel it. You let yourself feel it. You let it flow through you. The music's a catalyst. And you let yourself feel those feelings. And it's empowering. You know, I, when I was young, I, I, I knew some girls. And they were like, I don't know why you listen to this sad, angry, dark, scary stuff. I like When I'm sad, I like to listen to happy music. Well, maybe that works for you. It doesn't for me. It seems fake. Uh, the last thing I want to do is turn on some like, do, 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 I'm so happy music. Um, I gotta, I gotta feel those feelings and not just um, try to deny them. That's where it feels like empowering to me. That's where I feel better. I have to feel those feelings. Um, and you know, I was thinking about this in the shower earlier. Uh, a lot of metalheads. Hardcore guys, you know, they get they get real sad when I say this. I used to be into more into more into like hardcore metal kind of stuff, but now it's boring to me most of the time. Ninety eight percent of the time, I'm just like whatever, boring, boring, predictable, um, conservative, traditional, all this like what you know, quote unquote extreme music, you know. You know, if everything's just on 10 screaming all the time, then nothing's at 10. Sometimes I find some of these slow songs that are more minimalistic to be far more haunting, to be like possessing almost. Like the first note pops on to some of these tracks. Like one of them, one of them, the first one in this um, playlist is um, The Dawn Chorus by, by uh, Tom York. When that first note drops, I just get this sinking feeling and the hair on the back of my neck stands up because it like just instantaneously takes me to a emotional state that just takes over. And I'm like, oh, I know this. I've been here. I know this. And I feel this. And it like shines the light onto my own darkness in a way. You know, for a long time, I said this in another podcast, um, most of my life, I was thrashing around, drowning in a sea of endless goddamn darkness. And in the last mm, five, six years, whatever it is, uh, I've learned to surf on those waves. And, you know, for, for, for quite a while, I'd be like, well, you know, the sea's always there. The dark sea's always there. It's endless. It's foreboding. It's, it's, it's there. It's not going nowhere. But I can surf on it. 
and I can, if I fall off the board, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older now, I'm more experienced. I know myself, I can get back on that board and I can surf those waves. The ocean ain't going nowhere. The darkness is not going anywhere. It's always going to be there, but I can ride those waves. I can, I can do all right. You know, this summer has knocked me well off the fucking board and I've been slipping and sliding, trying to get back on the board and I get on it for a moment and then oops, another wave hits me from a different angle and I'm knocked back off. And I've been having a hard time. The waves are different now. We're on a different level. Facing things that I haven't faced before. Still facing that same ocean. Still, but just in a different way. And um, struggling to, to, to make it work. Um, but I'm going to get back on the board eventually. I know I'm talking about too much about myself, but can't afford a therapist, and uh, most people I know are kind of sick of hearing me talk about this. They're not dealing with it, so they don't understand why I can't just get over it. Um, you know, you got to think about that when you're talking to people when they're going through things. Especially, you know, like this is me going through things that are because of actual things. I'm not just be sad for like, I don't know why. I don't know what the reasons are. If you don't know the reasons, it means you're not thinking hard enough. You're not actually aware or paying attention to the real reasons. Because there's always real reasons. Um, you just might not be aware of it. Depression and anxiety seem to be that you need to change something. Some part of your body, some part of your subconscious is saying, hey, this is not what this is not um, what's supposed to be happening. You're not living in accordance to what you should be. You need to change things. I need to change some things. I was gliding along and not changing things. I got to myself to a better place, but it's still not where I stopped moving. And then these things outside of my control happened. Real things. And now I got to level up. But yeah, you know, I find some of these songs to be... Far more hardcore, far darker, far more emotive than the most, like, you know, fucking, like, metal hardcore shit. Uh, the Songs of Haya Ghost Tropic album. Classic. That album is minimalistic. Haunting as fuck. You know. It's uh, Jason, Jason uh, Molina, um, who's dead now, drank himself to fucking death. Great biography, by the way. Um, I forget what it's called. Something Living with the Ghost or something like that. Um, bet you a dollar he had some kind of personality disorder or something. Bet you a fucking dollar. 
I, I'll, I'll put money now that I've read so much about it. I'll put money on borderline personality disorder. I shouldn't, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist. I can't diagnose anybody. I don't really know. I know. I, I never, did I meet him? I think I went to a show. I might have, I might have shook his hand. I don't know. When he was alive, I saw him in Portland once. I remember t- I went to the merch table and I was looking at stuff and I was looking for Ghost Tropic stuff. And uh, I asked him, like, is he going to play any of these? And they're like, oh, no, no, he does not play any of the songs from Ghost Tropic. And I was like, God damn it, that's what I came here to hear. You can't expect people to, like, play some of their darkest shit because they um, they might not want to relive that. They put it on an album. It's yours now. It's everybody's now. You can't expect them to have to, like, relive the darkest part is some 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 awful part of their life over and over again on stage for the rest of their life. But that's one dark as fuck album. You know, there's birds, <laughs> tropical birds. There's uh, there's like you know, minimalistic guitar stuff like that, and yet way more hardcore, way more metal than metal. Uh, when I listen to Tom York doing Dawn Chorus, that is way harder, darker than whatever goddamn stupid metal album, you know, Rain of Rain of Terror, you know, uh, fucking Blood of the Blood of the Virgin, you know, fucking dragons and Vikings and black metal. Like, well, shit's fucking corny. It's fucking, you know. WW, you know, fucking, you know, wrestling. It's corny. Dawn Chorus will hit, hits me, maybe it will you, on a much more fundamental level of uh, something that cuts deep. Anyways, that's it. I'm going to go to the gym. It's fucking getting late. Ooh, Jesus, it is getting late. Um, and I have been talking way too much. I'm going to get some shit done today. In the next few days, I need to apply for some grants and stuff. There's Apparently, there's some grants and stuff for all of us collateral damage of the film industry. I can't complain. I'm still housed. I am have not lost my mind. I am not... Uh, with a needle in my arm somewhere in a ditch under a bridge. Uh, I'm still living in an apartment. I still have paid all my bills up to now, uh, even while not working. I accrued the credit and the yada, yada, yada to make it through months of not working. I wish I could have kept my head on straight and what, but I didn't know how long this was going to last. Could have lasted two weeks. Could have lasted three months. It's not done yet. I still don't know when this fucking strike's going to be over. That's the hard part. How do you, how do you, how do you prepare for something that uh, there's a big variable of how long? Um, if it was like a set amount of time, if I knew, oh, I can survive it because I have this and this in place and I can just ride it out. I wish I could have used this time more efficiently. Spend less time panicking. Spend less, more time working on something. Besides just this podcast and, you know, some other things. 
but what it's, it's, uh, how, how uh, it's hard to know. It's hard to there's a lot too much uncertainty. I wish I could have just been like, I'm just going to work on an art project and just not think about everything else. I also thought I was going to have a wife living with me um, that provided, at one point in time, gave me a lot of happiness. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not sleeping at night because of that. Far more than the financial thing. The financial thing, man, I could just sell everything. I could do something. I don't want to sell everything I own. A lot of it I'm still paying for. A lot of it ain't worth shit now that I've bought it and used it, modified it, especially half my music gear. I've done all kind of weird, crazy stuff. Selling things that you modified that are now worth a fucking quarter of what you bought it for that you're still paying high-interest credit cards in is not a big win. Um, it's not the best-case scenario. It's a scenario. Uh, it's a... Eat, eat, eat the dog kind of scenario of last resort. Still might have to do that. Strike's not over. I would much rather sell these goddamn insos and, um, and then work on music projects, even if the strike goes on for another year. Highly doubt that. That would be crazy, but... Um, and, and unlikely, to be honest. It probably will be over in a month or so. I'm still going to be paying this shit off for fucking years. Anyways, I should wrap it up. I'm going to talk too long. But I haven't talked to you sweet people for a while. Um, the sweet five or ten of you out there. Um, I'm going to do this project. Uh, I'm going to put up some videos today. And I'm going to throw up this Kickstarter soon. Like, it's ready to go. Kickstarter said it was okay. And it's approved. I didn't know if they would. They've they've definitely not approved of some of my other fun ideas in the past. Um, but I'm going to do that probably soon. I'm maybe maybe have it start next week. Um, I'm refinancing my uh, one of my loans to pull out some one I took out for COVID, still paying off. I'm refinance it, double down paint myself into the corner of total financial apocalypse. Um, and uh, I'm going to use some of that money to try to pump into um, boosting some of my social media shit on for the Inso thing. So maybe I got to time that out so that I can at least use some of that money. Because right now I have none. Can't boost a goddamn thing. Can't throw five dollars, but it's pretty amazing. You can put some money on the on one of these in a post that would get like fucking two views, like some video and pop up of me doing an inso, and then it has says, says something. You can find me on Instagram. Um, what the hell am I on Instagram? It's I think it's just ten thousand insos. Let me see. Let me see. Let me. Sorry if I'm not holding the mic, making myself loud enough. What is it actually? 10,000 ensos. There's no comma because it's, it's, you know, uh, Instagram. So that's one, zero, 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 E-N-S-O-S. I just realized the end of it's S-O-S. 10,000 in S-O-S. Um, yeah, 10,000 ensos. You can find me. 
uh, I'm gonna post some stuff up on there, and then when I have a few dollars, I'm I don't know, maybe I'll drop a couple hundred bucks. Maybe that'll save my ass. We'll see. It's pretty amazing though. You can get like um, for like ten bucks, you can get like you know, fucking thousand views on a video. I need um, maybe a hundred thousand views. to get a thousand insos purchased. I don't know. I don't know the math. We're going to find it out. I've been reading some books about uh, social media um, promotional stuff, building businesses on social media. Um, I talked to somebody from one who's like award-winning, does the social media for like Beyonce and whoever, and I had a fucking Zoom meeting with one of these characters from some some. Uh, mark, uh, social media marketing thing. They're like, oh yeah, for like ten thousand dollars, we can like basically do whatever that you, we can make you Beyonce for about ten grand. Um, so you know, I just have to get some surgery, and I can look like ten, uh, uh, and then pay ten thousand dollars. I can become Beyonce too. Um, I'm not being serious. If you think I'm serious, you, you probably have some. Probably have a diagnosis different than my wife. Um, anyways, that's it. I'm gonna send a link. Uh, put a link in the in the below. This this podcast is on Substack. That's where it originates from. I picked Substack because that's where the Doctor Christopher Ryan is on, as well as uh, his um, partner Anya Katz. Um, I like their podcast, especially Mr. Ryan's. Uh. Anya Katz, I like some of her podcasts very much and some of the other ones and, and I don't make it through. Um, depends on what's going on. Sometimes she just talks about like Zodiac shit. That doesn't do much for me. Although it's amazing sometimes how some of, sometimes that stuff's right. But then again, it's really wrong half the other time. So there you go. Um, all right, so I'm going I'm to let you go. Um... There's more to come. Hopefully good things will come. That's what I'm aiming at. Trying. Some days I'm trying. Some days I'm not trying. Some days I'm just stuck in a a whirlwind of emotional confusion and negative negative motivation. (laughs) Negative everything. But I'm working my way out of the tunnel. Through the rocks. Through the rubble. There was light at the end of the tunnel, and the, and the tunnel hath collapsed. So, yeah. All right. I, I'm really going to go now because it's been an hour and 14 minutes, 30 seconds. Um, yeah, that's a long one. Sorry. I'm uh, sorry that uh, this has not been entirely positive uh, of a podcast. Life is not entirely positive. You got to go through all that all that other horseshit. At the other end of it, one of these days, I'm going to get back to a better place. Jesus Christ! If I if I if I fucking do this first thousand insos, I'm going to take uh, a few dollars and go to Jamaica, maybe with friends. It's cheap because they they got a house down there, and you know yada yada yada, and food's cheap, everything's cheap. I might do that. I need I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to get I need to go on a vacation. I need I need um 
something to enjoy, something to look forward to. Um, I need to end to all of this stress financially and romantically. I don't even know if you'd call it romantically at this point in time anymore. It's not romantic. It's a fucking disaster. <sighs> Such is life. And um, it can only get better from here if we work hard on it. If I work hard on my shit, maybe you're doing great. I don't know. Talking too much. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the gym. Uh, uh, much love to all you all you motherfuckers bye